fouled at the end of regulation with a tie game, I get two free throws. If I make even one of these, we win without having to go into overtime. The crowd is so loud. I hope I don't miss. Okay, pregame routine, spin the ball, bounce twice, eye on the basket. What was it I heard about choking under pressure? I can't believe I missed the first shot. My arm feels so tight. I wish I could just shut everything out and relax. In our last episode, we discussed dealing with uncertainty and some tools for turning it into a more positive situation. This week, we'll be looking at the concept of mindfulness and how it can help you in your sports endeavors, as well as everyday life. What is mindfulness? Zabat Zin, 1994, describes mindfulness as the act of increasing present moment awareness of physiological, mental, and environmental events without imposing judgment on the quality or meaning of them. Put simply, a thought is just a thought, and mindfulness allows us to notice the thought without saying if it is good or bad. The thought is a passing state of mind that we can notice and not necessarily act on. This allows us to recognize where we are and how we are feeling, and still gives us the ability to focus on our sports skills and game strategies instead of the outcome of our performance. This gives us time to respond to the situation instead of reactively responding to the emotion that is our current state of mind. It could be a problem when we respond with emotion instead of sticking to our game plan and training. In the basketball scenario described at the beginning, mindfulness helps you to be aware of the things that you were thinking that were not helping your performance, such as anxiety, physical tension, and stress in your environment. For example, loud fans. You could choose to respond to the situation in a helpful way, such as acting to correct the arm movement so you don't miss the second shot instead of focusing on the thought that you had about missing the first shot. You could also choose to notice the sensation of anxiety and tightness, and then move on, realizing that they are short-term situations and do not have to affect your performance. Which one do you think is better to spend your time focusing on? We spoke in season one about focus, episode four, and the benefits of focusing on the right thing at the right time. Mindfulness adds something to this concept by letting the athlete notice any feelings of anxiety or uncertainty that they may have, but then letting those feelings go and not focusing on them. Sometimes when we have those feelings of anxiety, we focus on getting rid of them instead of just acknowledging that they are there and move on to the next thing, the sport-related movement or strategy that we should be focusing on at that moment. By directing attention to the current sport-related task, it helps to decrease the focus on any external distractions that may come up, such as loud fans. This also stops us from focusing on past mistakes or worrying about future outcomes. The present moment is where we need to be to compete at our peak. In addition to helping us focus on the right thing at the right time, what are some other sport-related benefits of mindfulness? There are many physical benefits to using mindfulness in sports. These include decreased heart rate, decreased pain sensitivity, decrease in cortisol level, which is the body's main stress hormone, strengthened immune system, reduced blood pressure, and improved sleep. There are also many mental benefits, such as reduced stress, increased concentration by focusing on the right thing at the right time, and help you become more aware of yourself and your body. Mindfulness can also help decrease sport anxiety by increasing confidence in yourself and your decisions. There are many terms that have been used to describe this concept of noticing and accepting your thoughts and feelings without letting them control you or turn into your main focus. Mindfulness 
mindful awareness, mindful meditation, and so on. How do you add these to your training routine? There are several strategies that you can use. Body scan exercises, deep rhythmic breathing, centering, autogenic training and imagery, physical relaxation strategies such as breathing exercises, progressive muscle relaxation, and biofeedback, and mental relaxation strategies such as transcendental meditation, mindfulness meditation, and autogenic training. For details as to some breathing tools used and a more detailed look at progressive muscle relaxation, see Season 1, Episode 15. Today, we are going to add to our toolbox with a mental relaxation strategy known as mindful meditation. The practice of mindfulness is to pay attention to your present experience and state of mind. You want to notice where you are and how you're feeling without judging the feeling or thought as good or bad, right or wrong. This will help you remain calm and focused in an otherwise potentially stressful situation. You can begin by focusing on your breath. If you start focusing on something else, such as what you have to do later today, simply notice it, let it go, and focus back on your breath. Focus on the details of your breath, how it feels going into your body, how the air goes in and out of your nose. Do this for a couple of minutes to start. Whenever your mind wanders to a thought, acknowledge it and come back to the breath. Once you are comfortable with this, the next progression is to notice your body. How does it feel sitting on the chair or table or bed or wherever you are? When noticing the sensation of your body, you want to try to avoid evaluating how you feel as good or bad. Instead, notice the sensations without judging them. If you notice yourself thinking that, my leg feels bad, acknowledge it and go back to focusing on the breath. You can do this for five minutes a day to start to practice noticing without judging. When you first learn any skill, it requires practice. You were not automatically great at your sport the first time you played it. You had to practice to get better. The same is true for mindfulness. You want to start practicing mindfulness in a quiet space and build the time up to whatever time works for you to get into a relaxed space. It could be four minutes, it could be 25 minutes or more. As you get better at mindfulness training, you can use the following progression to get you to be able to incorporate it in a sports setting. Start with practicing by yourself in a quiet space. Then go to practicing in a not so quiet space where there are other people around. Once you can ignore the distractions, move to practicing mindfulness while stretching and then practice it while warming up for practice. Continue the progression to doing it while at practice for your sport, and then warming up for a game or match. And finally, work on using it in a competitive setting. Keep in mind that as you move your mindfulness to a more sports-specific setting, the amount of time you can practice it may decrease. This will depend on the sport and when you're planning on using it. For example, if you play golf, you can spend several minutes practicing mindfulness walking from one hole to the next. Or you could use 30 seconds of mindfulness before your pre-drive routine. As a basketball player, you could use mindfulness as a five-minute technique before the pregame warm-ups. Or you could use it as a 10-second focus before a free throw. Practicing every day will help you get better at focusing on what is happening in the moment. Not only what is happening in the moment, but focusing on the correct thing that will make you the most successful in your sport or whatever activity you are doing. Champions aren't made in gyms. 
Champions are made from something they have deep inside of them. A desire, a dream, a vision. Muhammad Ali. Ali's quote shows that no matter how good your training, what goes on inside your head is what's going to set you apart. For more information, or if you have questions, please don't hesitate to contact me at radoconsulting.com or email me at laura at radoconsulting.com. That's L-A-U-R-A at R-A-T-T-O C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. Please see the written attachment to this podcast for references and citations for more information as to the studies discussed in this episode. And remember, stop managing your time. Start managing your focus. Robin Sharma.